that's where we're going. Back in your lives, on your screens and in your ears, welcome back to Papa G's house. We have two of the hardest working musicians out there, I think, here <laughs> in uh, John Shaban and Ryan MacArthur from the Shabs. How you doing, dude? Good, dude. Dudes. Tired. Yeah. Tired. Yeah, good. Yeah. We What's been too going hard. on? What, what you been doing in the last couple of weeks? I <laughs> know. Uh, actually, the last couple of weeks have been the most chilled weeks we've had in like a year and a half. But... Um, yeah, no, just in general, I was just joking because we work so hard. You <laughs> said you were, at least well, you I mean, think I so. I can imagine you're tired, dude. Because, well, I, mean, I mean, either either we, I just either we do work hard or we're really good at giving off the illusion that we work hard. Yeah. Either way, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, judging by your social media and shows worldwide, you would you would beg to differ. But tell me, uh, can you hear us at the back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, when did, when would uh, was that album... In the making, when did you guys start working on it? Um, so last year, we released a, a split um, record with Rambling Bones, okay. some of our best friends from Joburg. And as we fit, that, that was like a like a piece of content. We just mm-hmm. needed to get something out there because our, um, our first album was like two years old. We were, And then, um, yeah, f- through that recording, we managed to find ourselves a full-time drummer again in John Case. And... Yes. Um, Naturally, when you find a new member, sound starts progressing. Like over the years, the band mm. sound starts progressing and maturing. And then, yeah, when we got back from uh, Europe last year, we went into the festival season. When we got back, we were like, okay, cool. We need to write mm. and record a new record. And we had a couple of the songs in the bag already, but we probably had to write like two-thirds of it still maybe. Yeah, I'd say there, um, was, there was some there, some of the earliest – some of the songs that were on there that were written were probably written – two years ago okay like but then the majority of them were last year um, that that were written yeah we got a bit of an interesting history because yeah i was just about to say the shabs um wasn't uh, a four-piece at first right Mm -hmm. no it was first the shabin yeah and then there was a a change of name yeah etc etc yeah so the shabin started like i guess close on seven years ago okay um and our we had a full-time drummer his name was tom um and yeah so it was originally a, tr- a, tr- a trio yeah that was the first because it was um it was john john was doing some solo stuff and then he wanted to do that solo stuff with a band yeah so then yeah then it was yeah. a, tr- a trio and that, that yeah that got a really good kind of response and we enjoyed it a lot so we started separating the repertoire so that we could write as a band and Okay. You know, have more kind of band material and then I could carry on with my solo stuff. But you guys do strip down some of your shows every now and again. Do you, you do the two the two of you yeah, upright yeah. bass and, and Yeah, and so that was the thing. So we so we, as the band started like, you know, as we started releasing more stuff and yeah. getting busier, Tom unfortunately couldn't really keep up with our touring schedule and so we started having to ask drummers like in various different places if they could please dep for him and um, and then he decided to immigrate. So when he did, we made the like conscious decision to become a two-piece. Okay. And, um, and then, you know, we were just gigging mostly acoustic and then still collaborating with certain drummers around the country yeah. and even overseas. Yeah, we would have like, we had a, a um, our friend Leighton in Joburg was our Joburg drummer. He's the drummer for Rambling Bones. Yeah. And our friend Steve, who used to drum for Sibling Rivalry and then City Ball Misers towards the end, he was their, their last drummer. Okay. Um, he was our Durban drummer. And then we had our friend... Adam in, in England, who was like a UK drummer. And then Tom, our original drummer, moved to the UK. So we had another drummer. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah. He did some Switzerland. But that's us. a good way to yeah. Like yeah. work it. And right? then over the years as well, Ryan's wife, Sophie, just kind of like wormed her way into the band. Um, yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I, saw, I saw my first time seeing you guys was the Fuzzy Show. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, and I saw, uh, the, uh, that was the first time I'd seen you guys with uh, John and what's and sorry, Sophie. What's Sophie. Your Sophie. wife, Sophie. Sophie yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she also plays that... Um, Melodica? Yeah, Melodica. Originally, she joined... Like, like originally, we we would just get her to come sing with us. Because mm-hmm. obviously, she, you know, she would, she would be around a lot. Um, she used to manage our old band, Captain Stew, which John and I were in from like teenagers. Mm. So, yeah. you know, she and she would tour with us and stuff. She's... Um, and she's involved in the music industry, and and we we kind of knew that she could sing, and we we would like we would try get her. I think on our very first EP though, we got her to sing. Yeah. So the very first thing we actually released, Sophie did sing on. Yeah, yeah. But it took it still took a few years to actually get her up on stage. On stage and she, yeah. yeah. She would come sing on that one song that she sang on, and then like more and more, and then like, um, she got a little accordion. Yeah. And our first album had accordion on it, um, which was. Um, a guy called Stealth Ulvang who actually plays with the Lumineers. Yes, he, uh, that, uh, yeah, I yeah. thought so I recognized that He played that an name. accordion on the first album and then Sophie got an accordion and we're like, oh, well, you know, just come play the accordion stuff. And then the accordion stuff kind of fell away because we just we just started writing in a bit of a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then she stayed on with the, with the vocals and melodica. Yeah, okay. and then we found John Case through the... I went to the school whole process, with yeah. Back in the yeah, day, yeah. I mean, he's and, another. And we've we've known, been playing we've known with him for, for ages. You know, yeah. I used to be in armor with him back in the day. Ryan used to be in a band called Wednesdays. Child, yeah, I remember armor. That was um, it. Wasn't Brett Ellen yeah, White Brett in that Ellen band White as well? And Stephen Bulk, Dave. Yeah, it was. Um, so we've known him for a long time, and and he was just he he dipped once or twice for Captain Stew yeah. when our drum. I remember the first. <coughs> I think it was the first Rock in the Days ever. No, it was the second. Second Rock in the Days ever. ever. We we got we 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 weren't booked, but last minute the tidal waves pulled out and our drummer was overseas and so like yeah. i mean this was like the thursday and, we, we, and <laughs> no there was the wednesday and we're supposed to be playing on the friday and mm. we just asked john case because yeah john had been playing with well him the, and I, yeah you know. they kind of gave us a phone call and they were like listen <laughs> tidal waves have dropped out of rocking the daisies we need a band to play main stage slot wow can captain Stu do it we were like oh shit our drummer's away Yes, <laughs> we'll make a plan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was actually quite funny. I was actually having a little bit of a bro down with my mate Jared last night, and he was like, "Yeah, bro, ask them about uh, Captain Stu." Yeah, <laughs> and all those yeah I went to I went to school with Jared, and I studied with him. So. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah awesome, Jared. Man. I mean, I've, I've, I saw Captain Stewart Synergy one year. Um, yeah. You guys did play the Synergy yeah. stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, which was, was it at Boschendal? Yes. Okay, that's good. Uh, didn't you guys Because the there was one year, before one that. Year, uh, <laughs> same year as was one year apart, at least, with um, Sabretooth. Yeah, we played that, that year with Sabretooth. Yeah, yeah. Played. Yes, that I was, remember that. Yeah. Was a good, uh, that good was jaw. a good one. Uh, that, yeah. that specific. So that was at Boschnall. Then it moved to the one where we, 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 I never we were stealing went to the disco balls. <laughs> yeah, that was, I think it was that one. Tell me about that. They had a whole bunch of disco balls hanging in the beer tent and at some uh, okay. drunken point in the night, we decided it was our mission to get them. So we had this whole little <laughs> operation and some of us had to distract the security. Yeah. Other guys had to like literally run, jump onto tables and then like grab them and pull them hard enough to come <laughs> off this, the... the well, you Whatever. can expect, I mean, Daisy's to be a, a, I mean, Synergy to be a rat off it. I mean, yeah, we had a good job. And then we had to like run with them as quickly away as possible and like hide them in the vineyards or like in the yeah. bushes and stuff. So once the security came, we like just pretend it wasn't us and then figure out how to yeah, like, we'd, salvage we'd, them. Later. We're not, we're not painting a good picture of ourselves. So. <laughs> but what, what year was that though? Ah, uh, shit. Um, it two, was 2009 or 2008. No, no I think no, it was no, a bit later. later maybe 2012, 2011, maybe. Sure. Maybe a bit earlier than that. Shit. I stopped I going know. to festivals a long time ago. Captain Stu stopped gigging in 2014. 
Um, well, well, I we mean, played our last gig in 2014. So it must have been a couple of years before that. Wasn't it 2013 that we stopped playing? I mean, yeah. Well, well was... okay, wait. The Shabs, we played our first gig at the the at Synergy, actually. Yeah. But the new Synergy, at the new Synergy venue. Oh, when it moved to Tia Vardis. Tia Vardis. Tia Vardis. That was 2012. That was the year. Yeah, it was 2012, and that was the year that Prodigy played. And Oh, wow. Okay. And, um, so it must have been 2010 or 2011. Yeah. So, so was, yeah. was the Shabs kind of like born out of... Captain Stew, or was it just? I mean, you guys had known each other for so long, you might as well have. Yeah, well, I mean, the stuck na- together. The, yeah, I mean, what happened? The connection come between the two of you. So I was playing solo gigs um, on yeah. the side. Um, I was pretty new to it at that time, um, and then I, a friend of mine was organizing this charity event at Mercury, and she asked me if I could put a band together so we could, like, you know, have a bigger sound for the gig. Yeah. And I was living with Ryan and Rake, the drummer from Captain Stew, at the time, and it was obviously just like the most natural thing to yeah. ask them to come and play in the band and we really enjoyed it and then yeah we just started kind of like working on it a bit more and ryan um yeah ryan was fully committed he was also studying upright bass at the time and um i think it was the first project you were playing upright bass and yeah oh, um, a, like a peachy keen i think peachy keen i was playing in okay we, but yes, it was pretty yeah, much yeah. about oh, the same were time Pe- were you in peachy keen yeah towards okay. uh, not from the beginning but for for about the last year or or two of the band okay um, so you jammed with brandon as well yeah yeah okay so um, but the, i mean essentially like it, it was very much born out of captain stew because that's you know john and i captain stew started i was 15 john was 16 mm-hmm. and you know we've been in some capacity writing together writing music together since then um uh, 15 and 16 yeah captain stew started <laughs> yeah yeah because Kevin Stu went wow. for te- went for went for about ten years. When we stopped, when Kevin Stu stopped, when Kevin Stu had its tenth birthday, I was twenty five. So we are. Uh, we'd already been. That was like you know it was it, it it was it was from you know our first when we launched our first album. I w- you know I was seventeen. John must have been eighteen. Yeah, Ryan was okay. like recording during exams. Yeah, I think that was, it was during a trick and stuff. Um, sure. Yeah. But yeah, so we've been we've been writing music together for since then. You know, like okay. and um, I think when. We started when 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 Captain Stu kind of took like we because we, we were very hectic. We we gigged very and we toured a lot and we you know we we went overseas. For if a I bit. can recall, it was a highly su- uh, successful band. I mean, you guys were do you guys were doing big shows. You were on the on the radio. Yeah, we did yeah. all right. We had all the the things at our disposal yeah, the, that don't um, exist anymore in the South yeah. African industry. I think know? we were also like we we we, we were around. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, was I, during. I played saxophone in Captain Stu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was yeah, uh, it was during crazy. that MK time, you know that that MK time was huge. You know we did a few of those MK avant tours. Whenever we were touring to Joburg, we would, we would we would be on TV doing the Studio One and that that kind of platform. So I think again, I mean we we were also a hardworking band, and um, you know I, I think we we were we were trying to to do well, but it was also like it was a good time for mm-hmm. for for South African music at the time. Was um what was was it a ska band no not a, like it was kind of like yeah a, it was kind yeah. of a mix yeah, yeah. it definitely was such big, a huge mix of yeah. different things yeah. definitely like a big well, ska how, influence yeah yeah i mean look listen i mean uh, the last time i heard it i mean and no disrespect like i haven't heard one in a long time no um so what genre would you would you i mean if you don't want to talk about genres, but what kind of genre would you put it in if you had to, if you were forced to? Um, we, we, yeah, I mean, and, uh, it was a lot of it was scar rooted. I think we ended up calling it like Afro 
funk ska or something it was something like that <laughs> yeah, like it yeah. was it was a, I like that it was all a, it was all a mix yeah. like um afro jazz ska funk or something <laughs> like awesome. it was something like that something yeah. you know completely convoluted and you know exactly what kids would do oh let's let's reinvent the wheel here <laughs> yeah. let's play 20 genres on one album hey man yeah. i'm not opposed to it um but uh, what was i gonna say um i just heard a little snippet of you studied upright bass yeah so so, so you studied so when that when cabbage she was kind of when was kind of cooling down um you know we'd we'd all had because you know like we, we started young we'd, we'd mm. been gigging since high school to sort of mid 20s a lot of us you know a lot of our friends of that age were, were doing different stuff we were just kind of this band was like a big focus so yeah when that calmed down like i something i'd always wanted to do was was pursue music um on like to go study it to mm. study jazz because yeah. I, I didn't do music at school as like a subject it was something i kind of learned playing with captain stew that was how you know okay. I'd like, uh, and what did you play in captain stew bass guitar okay and then so so then so then when it when it chilled out I, I I went to go study jazz and I used and I wanted to learn double bass um, and when Kamsu calmed down like that's also when you know John had been writing stuff the whole time as well we were, we all wrote in that band as well which is quite cool mm. like there was at, at different points maybe there were people who contributed different amounts but. Mm it was a band where like there was no main songwriter. It was a big contribution of stuff. No, that's awesome. So then John took, you know, like I went to go study, John focused a bit more on solo stuff and that kind of came together quite nicely because I was like, oh, I you know, I really want to be, obviously we had a, a huge history of writing music together mm -hmm. and performing music together. We lived together as well at the time in the, in the forest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we Crazy. didn't have a street address. Um, so we could jam music anytime and like any, you know, whenever we wanted, there were no neighbors or anything. Yeah. So yeah, that worked out nicely. I wanted to do more upright bass. John was working on more stuff. And then um, after that, yeah, we then started writing again together instead of, um, you know, and John would yeah. then have a solo stuff and we would write stuff together. The one thing with you when I, when I see you play is um, I love the, the style. It's just because you guys rock harmonies all the time and <laughs> I love it. That's like one of my favorite things in music is, is vocal harmonies. And you've got the, the mic right to your side and you go, <laughs> I, just, I just love it i just love it like i was watching a, a video last night um this guy playing the upright bass and, he, and he's going dum, 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 dum. and it was, you, you can't sing and play bass <laughs> it was it was brilliant you should check it out i'll send it to you if i can ever remember like, yeah, where i found it um but very difficult um instrument to play i'm sure well yeah i mean it's 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 not a it, it's one you've got to give some time to you know like um you know it's it's like a, it's like a horn instrument or like mm. you know like you can learn to play a bit of guitar and sure. you can write some songs like you can't just learn to play like trombone yeah you know for instance it's one of those there's just a certain amount of technique required to just m make it sound even semi-okay it's yeah. probably like i mean i would assume it's like fairly physically like i mean you weren't exactly playing a fretless well. bass guitar in yeah, yeah. Uh, captain stew it's the same with horn you know imagine. when you when you start playing a horn instrument you're like Physically, it's intense because yeah. of this hyperventilation you get all the time, and you get you know your mouth, yeah, and it's and it's quite hardcore. But once you get the technique yeah, when you right, start playing you double bass, you get crazy blisters yeah. all the time. I actually got a repetitive strain injury from wow. from playing like a lot. I mean, that's I mean, practice makes perfect, I guess. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you had to pass some wily exams to get your yeah, your um, qualifications and whatnot. That's um, that's incredible. And you also, I mean. You were part of like a metal kind of 
vibe back in the days? I mean, would you call no, that? Like no, a, well, I mean, so like, I've never really been that into metal, to yeah, be honest. I mean, yeah. like, I, I don't mind it. And um, when, you know, when I was like just out of high school, or whatever, when I joined Armour, um, the we were all friends already. We were mm. friends with those mm. guys. And um, I was playing violin in like I mean Brett had a huge scar background too. Yeah, yeah, how Brett, many instruments yeah. can you play? Brett? Uh, did not I mean a couple badly, but like one very well. Okay. <laughs> well well, I wouldn't even say very well. One one well. Um but um you know, violin was actually my first instrument and I played okay. it through high school and um, then I got into guitar and classical guitar became my, my first instrument. If you watch the I, first ever Captain Stew music video, John's yeah. playing violin. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I was playing violin and then um, Armour asked me if I wanted to come and just like play a few songs and, you know, because for some reason the violin fits into metal somehow. Well, they were, Armour, I mean, I wouldn't Armour even was quite experimental Armour. too. They weren't yeah. quite as, as like yeah, Captain Stew trying to push them, but, but they were definitely very... I wouldn't they, classify they them as a metal band. A lot of, sure. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, listen, yeah. um, I had only realized there was any music in in the the Western Cape in, uh, when was it? It was 2014. It's like the first time I started. I mean, I always knew Hogs, my, all my buddies. At, I mean, they all loved Hogs. And mm. then everybody knew uh, Fuzzy back in the day. But like, I only realized what was out there in 2014 yeah that's quite oh. recent yeah. yeah so so excuse me <laughs> no 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 yeah, dude, yeah. totally so so that's why i want to talk about it a yeah. bit because i actually saw you guys um i think you played armchair one night and then you played um i think you played a trench town gig uh at some <laughs> stage fucking thousands yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but i always yeah. used to go there and, and john will hopefully watch this subscribe we'll make him down. watch this i've actually got a little <laughs> new little icon in the bottom left of, nice. of your sc- oh no bottom right click subscribe bottom right, right is that side though bottom if you're uh, watching it's there it's <laughs> one of the two somewhere <laughs> um but yeah um i always knew john case is a very talented guy when i was at school and um i don't think he finished where i was and then and went off and then he all of a sudden, I see he's this amazing tattoo artist, and mm. I always knew he still played drums. And then he mm. started playing uh, with the sh- uh, West Coast Wolves. Yeah, yes. Um, and I was like chuffed. I was like, I'm stoked that the guy's still pouring his heart into his passion uh, in in his artwork. Because I remember, I think he even did a mural at at, at Ronnebosch once, where I mean, he was allowed to. I think he mm. was a very good like. Yeah, graffiti he's, artist. I mean, yeah, he's a very talented talented great artist. artist. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, in in general. Yeah. And um, I just I was stoked to see uh, to see that he was still playing like music and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And now he's in Shabs, West Coast, West Coast Wolves, and enjoying yeah. the the fruits of his labor. It's awesome. Yeah. He's not actually playing with the West Coast Wolves anymore. Oh, is he? Um, yeah. Oh shit, my bad. Lawrence <laughs> um, from Grassy Spark, Lawrence Diego. Okay. He drums for West Coast Wolves yeah. now as well. But okay, uh, that must have been recent because I yeah, fairly recent, like in the last. Yeah, maybe. I'm not. I'm okay. not sure. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, so, no. I mean, it's, it's short. But yeah, like, um, I I joined Armor on default basically because I was I was guesting with them on violin. Okay. And um, their rhythm guitarist, unfortunately, had to leave the band. <coughs> and um, I was like, well, I know the songs. I'm way better at guitar than I am at violin. 
let, let me give it a shot you know and yeah it was okay. good i remember maybe like five percent of my experience in armor because i was just drunk as fuck the whole time <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it was yeah, it was yeah. a it was a messy it was a, it was it was a messy time, time. Yeah. Well, all of excellent. us like we had such a jewel in that band i don't un- i don't understand how we lived through it but it was yeah it was it was, it was really fun i mean yeah, that's awesome it was just one of those bands that like really like for some reason um just built like a very good following very quickly yeah and it didn't explode i mean it was just like consistent you know and we just had a lot of fun and that was that was really cool it you was, know captain was, stew was the kind of band that had a strategy and like we we would like had ambition to like reach certain goals and you know do things like videos and albums yeah, yeah. and all this kind of stuff and armor was more just like a really fun way like uh more must be really cool to have crazy experience yeah it must be really cool to have two guys with the same like go forward i mean well i mean obviously the whole band obviously yeah. but I'm, I'm just talking to you guys now with right throughout your your musical career with captain stew going into the shabin shabs um shabs yeah. where um you guys will feed off each other mm. in order to get the content out you need to get a video done you yeah. need to do this you need to do that well I mean, that ryan and i we talk about this all the time um captain stew like we did or we did well for an independent South African band, but we made a shitload of mistakes. You know, we were making mistakes everywhere. Mm. Ryan and I were very much the kind of driving um, admin force of the band. Yeah. Um, with Sophie, who was kind of management, and then she would like delegate, and you know, she, she would, would do bookings would, too. Yeah, yeah she would bring everything things. together, but like behind the scenes, we were doing like most of the admin for the band. So. We made those mistakes, you know. Like, yeah. which, I mean, we weren't like the uh, we weren't like the driving. We weren't like the drivers of the band, but we would take on a lot of the admin. Yeah, or like you know, like um, I would I would do like music videos and design and that kind of stuff and some bookings. John would do most of the bookings. Yeah, um, but you know, it was yeah, and you naturally just make mistakes and you figure out how to make less of them. And yeah. um, you know, that's obviously something that we took into the the shabs as well. Like, yeah, yeah and, and and obviously the we've been playing now Look, i mean uh, 17 example, years i mean i don't want to put you on the spot but if i had to throw a curveball of you at you uh what what kind of mistake would you be referring to touring I mean, to australia that was, a, that was yeah, such a okay, stupid yeah. movie yeah. So why did we go to australia it was i mean it wasn't the worst tour but it was like it's far it's expensive we should have just gone to europe <laughs> because yeah. it's closer we went to australia basically just because we really loved cat empire <laughs> and we're like <laughs> people there like cat empire they're our favorite band okay because they were because I don't know if you know Cat. I, I don't. I, I've super, heard of them, but I they're super like couldn't um, tell super you. genre blending. Like they kind of a similar setup. You know, like some horns. Uh, well, they were they, they had keyboard instead of guitar, yeah. but very much like they would mix like jazz and funk and reggae and like. Yeah. So we loved that. So we we're like, oh, you know, we love this band. They're from Australia, so people in Australia must like this music, which was which was not a great strategy. And it's it's Australia is not. A good like there's a I mean, great was that touring all self-funded circuit. totally yeah good. we did i think we yeah. paid for that by doing this savannah promotion where we had to dress up like lemons <laughs> and play music wow <laughs> and no, but i mean it's ridiculous and sophie you, was good at negotiating those sorts of things yeah. she was like okay cool then she, you know she got us like a, a decent payment for that so we, and yeah we, but what's funny is when we went to australia we didn't know that job was coming it came in while we were in australia actually and then when we got back, we were like, oh, yeah, because okay, we went into debt. debt now. Yeah, we, we went, went into debt to go to Australia and then we paid it off. With and then that. we like got this job within like three weeks of coming yeah. back. And we were like, okay. So, so you, I mean, but now tell me about Cat Empire. Did you link up with them? 
Weirdly enough, we actually managed to meet the one guy, which was pure yeah, coincidence, okay. <laughs> right at the end of the tour. Like, we had tried... We'd finished, we hadn't, we'd finished all our okay, gigs. So we had like tried emailing like them. Contacted no, the not at all. Not like, at all. Hey. We were like, let's go there. Maybe there's more bands like this. And, you know, and, yeah. and we actually did reach out to them and... We got like some replies from like their. Yeah, they were player. on break. They were yeah. on. They were on a break. I think their trombonist got back to us and said like, unfortunately, he can't make the show, but like, good luck and you know those kind of things. Sure. And there was like a bit of contact, but then weird, weird like vibe right at the end of the tour. Like I think maybe like our second last yeah. show or something like. No, that. we'd finished. It was our like last night of the tour. Yeah, we were, we like, were staying home at this, the next day. We we're staying at this absolute disaster of a backpackers. <laughs> like it, it, it almost felt like a homeless shelter. But yeah, like, but it was all the all the all the mattresses were 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 covered in like black bags. Yeah, so yeah. that you know because obviously the bed bugs are a problem in hostels. Sure, but it was the it, we were there over like New Year's, so it was Australia in like ja- beginning of January. It's so hot, it's insanely yeah. hot. So you would just sweat all night, and then your sweat would just pool Jeez. in this black bag. Yeah. So you'd just be sleeping in this like puddle of your sweat. <laughs> that was the that was <laughs> the backpack as we and we stayed there. Well, some of us stayed there for two nights. Some of us stayed there for one night. And the the one the first night we were like staying in this room. Then they came and they asked us the rest of us who were staying there for the second night if we could move to another room because they need to fumigate the room we were staying in the <laughs> night before. <laughs> but, but um, anyways. Like weird vibe. We were staying there, and we went next door to this bar that we were going to be playing at. We, yeah, we still yeah we were going to be bar. playing at the next night. So, yeah. oh, okay, I know how this happened. This was like a week before the end of tour. We go to this bar for a drink because it's right next to our backpackers, yeah. and there's this girl there singing jazz, and she's handing out these little like DIY flyers, saying like her name was Joe Fabro. I remember mm. <laughs> Joe Fabro group featuring Ollie McGill. We get this little thing and we're like, fuck, Ollie McGill? Is that the same Ollie McGill that plays keyboard in the Cat Empire? Wow. She's like, yeah, he's a really good friend of mine. Um, yeah. He's in town. He's guesting with me at the show that I'm playing just around the corner in like a week's time. Um, you guys should come down. So a week later, we had ended the tour. And this was the night before we actually flew back to South Africa. So we went there and sure, sure as fuck, there he is. Like, you know, he was a super nice guy. We hung out with him for a bit, but his wife was like about to give birth. Yeah, she, she was like taking these the, pills for like induced labor. After the gig, labor. she was going to get Shame, induced man. for labor. Yeah, jeez, that's hectic. Yeah, so he was like, I think a little bit kind of like yeah, on edge, but you know, he was such a humble dude. He was so so cool. Oh, I mean, yeah. we watched him in this tiny little bar. Um, yeah, and he just, just kind of like sat fun. on the subwoofer playing his keyboard and stuff. It was like it was it's cool. Amazing. And that, I, that gig was super super instrumental for me though, like because. Um, the we, we'd met, at the gig before we'd met um joe who was the singer mm-hmm. and her bassist um zoe who was uh, zoe hopton i think she was a great bass player and we, you know when they'd given us these flyers like john was saying we're like, oh is that ollie mcgill and we're like, oh, you know they knew we were stuck we're like this is good. you know we'd like we bought some of our cat empire cds from just yeah. and and so in the in the intermission um zoe was like um ryan like i know you're a big fan like you're welcome to take my bass and like come play a couple songs with with Ollie, and I was like, Whoa. I was so like stoked, and I, I was no, I was so like nervous, and I didn't know what to like, and I was like, oh, I would I wouldn't know what to play, and I was kind of like, because up until then, like you know, my the music I knew was like playing music in bands, so like I yeah. didn't really know how to play, like I didn't know a lot of other covers or yeah. like stuff, and. So I said, like, no, like, you know, I'm too nervous. I don't know what to play. Like, I don't know any jazz standards or whatever. And basically, like, after that, I was like, I just turned down an opportunity to to play 
live with like one of my musical but idols. I understand. And I understand. So then I like I decided then and when I got home and I was working at an ad ad agency at the time. I decided when I get home I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go study jazz. <laughs> and oh I wow! Did. Okay, so that was like that the was, instrument. It had been something okay. that you know it had been something that I'd always wanted to do. But that when that happened, was I was like, okay, this. I just on. turned down this opportunity that like you know it. Like John said, it was a little pub. It wouldn't have been. It wasn't like. Yeah. But, but personally, yeah. I was like, man, I had to say no. I don't want to jam with like <laughs> one of my musical idols, who's still. I mean, he's in in the Cat Empire, which is a band full of amazing musicians. Yeah. He's, I would say, still the best. I need to actually them. check like, this he's, band. He's a phenomenal pianist. Yeah. Like, she's well. On that note, let's take a quick break. Sure. We'll be back. Um, what video do you guys want to feature? Do you guys want to? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I yeah, think let's let's feature the most recent one. I guess why lesson not? Learned. You know? Yeah, so yeah. lesson learned. Okay, enjoy it. This is lesson learned. It was released on the fourth of July, Independence oh, Day, yeah. coinc- coincidentally. Yeah. Nice. And um, <laughs> cool. this is the Shabs with lesson learned. Here's another lesson learned Life's not quite as awesome as the movies make it out to be At any point you might get hurt So try and be as well prepared as much as you could ever be We've seen the sun go down On many situations when we needed much more light to see One day the sun will break the clouds And we won't be as frustrated as when we couldn't help with anything We were unstable, emotionally drained, cut out to complain We were unable to see things we're meant to see In pale air we're meant to That life is awesome and then deal with the consequence You might not fall asleep at night At least you'll be prepared for any shit you might experience We've seen the clouds dissolve When we rarely needed their shade to protect us from the sun One day we'll watch those clouds reform And we'll figure out the difference in the good and bad things we have done We were unstable Emotionally drained, cut out to complain We were unable to see things we're meant to see Inhale air we're meant to Cut out to complain We were unable to see 
right, that was lesson learned by the Shabs, man. That um, we didn't watch it now, but I watched it earlier. Tell me about that tour, guys. I mean, was that the the latest uh, tour that you guys did in the UK? Yeah, no, uh, it was just more than that. It yeah, was, Switzerland, Austria, yeah, yeah. Um, Germany, some, some of South Africa too. Yeah. It was basically a three-month album release tour. Yes, so awesome. we launched the album in, on the 1st of March. Um, and technically, the tour started the night before. We played our first gig on the 28th of February. And then we toured up until like the 3rd of June was our last gig on the tour. So we did Europe for like a month, came home, did South Africa, and then we went to the UK for a couple of weeks as well. Yeah. It was yeah, definitely yeah. the most intense thing we've ever done as a band. Sure. Um, and all four of you, huh? Uh, some of it, some of it. Yeah, with like again, complicated. <laughs> the 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 so the core the core band is the two of us and and John Case, um, on drums, and um, we like to always have female vocals if it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie has a real job, so <laughs> okay. um, so she's not able to tour with us most of the time. Um, so often we've been lucky enough in Europe to have Angela from Rambling Bones. Okay. Um, she's, she's been spending some time in Europe. Her boyfriend is studying in Switzerland. So she's been, it's worked out for our last two European tours that she's been there when we've been sure, there. It's amazing how you guys can wangle a, uh, like <laughs> a, and, and a, a really like fitting um, organiz, organizational machine so that you can like yeah. do your gigs well, and I, stuff I, like I mean, that. Because awesome. we, we did the album with Rambling Bones last year, that split album, um, yeah. Deja Vu. And uh, part of that tour, Sophie couldn't make either because she, she was overseas. Um, so, you know, Ange was on the tour anyway with, with Rambling Bones. So sure. she, she learned the stuff. And then <clears throat> also uh, in Europe this year and in Europe last year, <clears throat> John Case's older brother, Richard Case, okay. um, is... Uh, He's a great guitarist, um, and he pay, plays um, uh, pedal steel as well. Oh, wow. So last year he jumped on the tour. Um, he lives in Hamburg, so okay. um, he jumped on the tour last year, and we loved it so much that when we recorded the new album, we got him to we, we would we would we would do the songs and we'd send him a bounce and say like send us a bunch of lap steel or lead ideas. So he recorded it all over there. Everything else was was recorded in. Um, sound and motion here in, in Cape Town, but just the lead stuff. So he actually did that on the album. And then he joined us again for tour this year in, yeah. in sure. Europe. And he did some of South Africa with us as well. Yeah, cool. yeah. He was actually down here. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a bit of a Lego band. You know? But it's, it's also sure. like... Yeah, no, but I mean, it We kind of like, I mean, uh, um, uh, we, we uh, a thing that we've always liked to do at, and is is kind of... Built an extended family. Yeah, it's like it's you know there's there's a core of the band that we that we try you know like we've got like a minimum thing that we we wanted to, to do the show, um, but you know we, like at most of our shows you know there's a song in the set where we get all, all of our friends to come up and sing with us. Yeah, you know so sometimes we've had like twenty people on stage with us like singing yeah, this particular amazing, song. Yeah. Um, you know we've had many different guest musicians over the years. Like uh, like our friend Stealth from from the states, um, his wife Dorota played violin with us. We've had a, a other violin players. We've, we've over the years we've had many different horn players, all sorts. Mm-hmm. When we did the, the 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 launch in Cape Town, we wanted to um, on this tour. Now we we wanted to recreate some of the album stuff, and I think at one stage we had eight people. There were there were three horns and um, pedal steel. and the and the pedal steel and. You know, so we, 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 we like the fact that like the Shabs is like 
there's like a, a core band, mm -hmm. but it's also just like everyone else. Like we, you know, because of, and because of the scene we're in, like, and the way, you know, we, we, we tour a lot, but the only reason we can tour is because we have friends who let us sleep on their floor or lend yeah. us a car I mean, or help I us book a gig somewhere yeah. or, you know, and, and for us, it's almost like, even if those people didn't, you know, most yeah. of them will get on stage at some point and sing, sing a song. But even if they didn't, like the Shabs for us is this larger thing than just sure. two or three or four of us on stage. Mm. Um, it's it's big, you know, it's a, it's a bigger thing than that for us. Yeah. And it's like as much a, it's it's as much a part of like um, the music as it is just the functionality. Like sure. we said, it's, it wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do this stuff if we didn't have friends um, all over the world that help us. And you know. I think I've even seen John um, post on Facebook, anybody in certain area available f for two couches or even a yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just that to gets that real. But I think I, yeah. I, I have legitimately seen. Um, you have, have Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, totally. I think earlier this year when we <coughs> were in Europe, there were two, maybe two places that we just had to kind of put feelers out there to see. I think the one was in Zurich, I think. Sure. Um, yeah, we, we landed up driving back to Bern, um, but yeah, we we couldn't find accommodation in Zurich, so we had to drive back to Bern. Oh wow! And then I think in Munich as well, we were looking for place. And but yeah, it's like um, you know, touring touring is not glamorous. It's not glamorous at all. You know, it's like I think even the better you do as a band, like may, maybe get slightly more comfortable. Yeah. But it's not a glamorous exercise. Listen. And like we um we've really been living that for the last like three or four years yeah. now. It's been very intense. Um, I can imagine. probably shaved a couple of years off our lives. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I been mean, totally worth but at it. But sa at the same yeah. time it's like these these people that these people people that we meet that have become friends and family like, you know, because you know, we see them now once a year. Mm. And, you know, these days, you've you, you got friends in Cape Town you see once a year. You know, yeah, maybe yeah, they, yeah. they could live two suburbs away. Sure. But, so, and every time we see these people, you, you're, you're kind of so vulnerable on the road that it's like, it's so great. You know, like now it's like our fourth time back in yeah. in, in, in Prague or, you know, some somewhere in Germany. And it's like to see, you know, you've got these, once a year you're seeing these people and it's so great. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, something that, you feel super tired and like, you know, tour can really take it out of you. But then like seeing like these friends who like you legitimately care about and you've, you've formed mm. these relationships with yeah. it's, it's really, it, it's really a unique thing that I think, um, ne like easily negates the, the, the difficulties. Yeah. Of, totally. yeah. Of the situation. And, and you know, sure. like the, we, we firmly believe as well, like touring, the touring thing is like, you know, one of the biggest mistakes we made with the Australia mission with Captain Stu is that we never went back. There's no way of measuring, um, how if it was worth it? Mm. If you don't go back and see like tangible growth in like the mm. in in the the whole thing, you know, mm. even if it's four people came to this show and eight people came to the next, yeah. next, you need to like you need to go back to to measure. Yeah, it's like your a success principle. I mean, yeah. like mo like most businesses will have to operate for a year or two in debt. Yeah, mm. right. No, I, mean, for I don't sure. know anything about business. I think I saw that on TV once. <laughs> <or something laughs> like, you got to get in the red before you get. But to yeah, the green. so, so um, you know, like we we go on these on these trips. We see these friends. We make new friends. We um, you know, and the amazing thing about music and traveling with music is that you know that you've already got this big thing in common, you yeah. know, which is like you love music, you love live music. And, mm. and, and it's like this like-mindedness um, of just like really cool 
happy like you know people that you bond with like really yeah. really yeah because in, in general you know there's you, you sometimes go to a country and people are like oh, i've heard people in that country are a bit you know xyz whatever yeah. their preconceptions are but generally if you're meeting other musicians live music fans no, it's a different music story all together they're mm. you know in general people who love live music are open-minded and are you know forward thinking mm. you're not going to meet a lot of like old school you know conservative right nasty yeah. people yeah um, yeah for sure and it's you know and the music thing it's huge like john says these people we've got this thing in common because we've got some friends over there who are great friends who i honestly love but i honestly can't have a proper conversation with because neither of us speak enough of yeah, the same yeah, language, it's, it's language. <laughs> but, but but it doesn't stop you from having like a connection with these yeah, people yeah. sure then you know yeah because you've got yeah. this music too so something you said earlier um so you guys do this exclusively, eh? Well, n yes and no. Okay. Um, we both work for ourselves. Um, so it's easy enough to work from the road. Okay. Um, obviously, like we've got to set time aside and and you sometimes have to sacrifice some other cooler things you could be doing, I guess, if sure. you need to work and whatever. But that downtime is actually good for you. Yeah. You know? It's like you can't just always yeah. be on, on a mission. So it um, must be like heavily trying to find a balance. Because if you're gonna, you, you've got to find that discipline to be like, okay, now I've actually got to yeah. do some other work. The thing is, as well with the international touring, you know, you know far ahead. That, you know, like you're not booking these things two months before you leave. You mm. know, you're booking them months and months and months before. Yeah. A because mm. you obviously need to have like the strategy and this game plan, and B because like over there, it's such a functioning industry that like if you don't get the good gigs, you miss out. You got to you got to wait. You know, so yeah. you got to try and work ahead of the curve. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, um, you know, by the time you leave, you've got all your shit in order. You yeah. know what's going to happen, you know, and like you can you can kind of plan it out and stuff. But, yeah, it's it's if you can work remotely, though, the thing about tour is there is always there is always um, work that can be done, you know, for the for the band, like, mm -hmm. you know, working on new songs or um videos or designs for posters or things or organizing the next tour but in reality there is a lot of doing nothing on tour mm. so if you can work um from anywhere and you have a laptop like you know there's a lot of you get to the you get to the club at, at four or five mm. and then maybe you sound check at six and then maybe you play at 10 there's a lot of doing nothing in between yeah. there so mm you know luckily the two of us can balance like what we need to do um but you know to can fit it into that time yeah. and then with with jc um uh, he he will often tack on before the tour or after the tour he'll stay on and do some tattooing work um so uh, wow. so, yeah, so okay. he can't he can't obviously he, he he can't do it while we're on tour but but either you know he can maybe go before us and tattoo for a bit or stay on after us and tattoo yeah. for a bit and okay. essentially because i mean tattoo industry the nature of it is like at the end of the day he is his own boss you yeah, know like sure. he, he obviously works and he's based at a studio um but he yeah i know he can he can say okay guys like there's no formal like kind of hr like you know, let me yeah, put my yeah. leave application in and see what happens. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so he, he okay. as long as he, and again, because we're all planned so far in advance, he can line it all up. And you know, it's, we're trying to get way better at that as a band, like mm. um, not just throw things on our plate for sure. the sake of it and try map out yeah, yeah. At months, at, you know, in advance so that we can find this balance. You know, sure. which is speaking of uh, tattoos, you've got a couple. I've got a handful, um, yeah. Has he tattooed any of yours? Yeah, he's done a lot of my tattoos, okay. John. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I just yeah. want to 
Random question. <laughs> Random. I'm not going to ask you to show me, but no, like, no, yeah. yeah, I think but, he did uh, that's pretty cool. one, of, one of mine. That's yeah. like a. That's a. That's a. It's like an utmost trust uh, oh, that you totally, have in yeah. an individual. But I mean, he is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen I, his work I mean, and it's just phenomenal. I John guess. has yeah. definitely had far less trustworthy people tattoo <laughs> yeah. over the years. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, the last time I saw you, I, I think mean, we I were both at, a, I think we were both at our friend Chantal's birthday the last time I actually uh, saw you properly. And um, you, you, you weren't as full as you are now, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had more time on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, it's like it's yeah. I mean, I love I love tattoos. I yeah, love for sure. So for sure. yeah, we keep joking how we're gonna set. We're just gonna set him up at the merch stand. It's like you can <laughs> buy you can buy like vinyl, you can buy t-shirts, <laughs> you can just get a tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Although I mean, that kind of thing is highly questionable. <laughs> but yeah. It's kind of a joke. So have you done be, that before? Just said like, oh, there's a tattoo artist because uh, they do it. Do no, that every now and again. Eh? No, I haven't done that at a gig okay. and stuff. You know? But I mean, one of my favorite artists. Um, Frank Turner. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Frank Turner. No. He does. He does like quite a lot of that stuff. Like if he's doing like a big kind of like flagship show or something that's like a big achievement for him, he'll like he'll include it in, as like part of his back backstage ritual after the gig. He'll walk off stage and get tattooed straight away with like some sort of little memento from the show. Sure, that's incredible. Yeah, but I mean that's like we when we get there one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so. One thing uh, that I wanted to chat to you guys about that's always uh, struck me is um, you guys have always got very phenomenal artwork. This guy. And uh, the, the, the Shabs t-shirt, I think it was the first um, EP that you guys had. Not the first EP, it was, uh, it was very beautiful illustration with this. I think it was a cigarette and a... And a um, a dagger or something to that. Oh, the, the folk is dead with the guy getting yes, stabbed in the eye dead. with Thank the harmonica. For, yeah, folk yeah. is dead. That, that artwork for me was absolutely phenomenal. I loved it. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan does all our artwork. Oh, wow. So yeah. you did that, eh? Yeah, yeah. I do all the, the design and, and all the oh, okay. like video. Like, okay. Well, a lot of video stuff. I mean, I don't... He's the visual film. guy in the band. But, um, well, then let me say to you that I really believe that that is amazing artwork Thanks. and it's really visually appealing and it really, it, it want, it attracts you. It, it really does its job where what artwork is really yeah. supposed mm. to do essentially is it really attracts you to hear what is on that album. Really yeah, if anyone good. needs artwork. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> free, Ryan freelance, the design. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do freelance on but the road But that was more well. so illustration though. Yeah. Yeah. So I do like illustration and design and that okay. kind of, um, but it, you know, it's, it also, it ties into like a larger th- ethos as well with us where you know the importance of like merchandise mm-hmm. and the importance the importance of um you know like at the moment like record low in like the music industry in terms of physically selling mm. stuff you know and and you have to have billions of streams before you're earning anything significant yeah and you know as a touring band it's i i think you know it, it's very obvious and very apparent but i don't think a lot of people think about the fact that like you know, we still sell CDs. Like, uh, you know, that we, we print CDs, we print records, we print T-shirts. And uh, not only is it like up to half of our income on tour is mm-hmm. from merch, but it's also where you like, you know, you, you go to the, ta- the merch table after show. That's where you meet the fans. And like, um, so, you know, I, like I've, I'm super stoked that I get to, um, to have a, an outlet as well for, for, for my art. But 
it's 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 part of the larger thing that like it is important for us merch is important yeah. and like mm-hmm. having you know not just as an income stream but like that's where you engage with people like you know people 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 buy the cds like even if they don't have a cd player they just they, they want to support you and they yeah. want to collect something and yeah. if you can if you put the time and and love into creating those things um it's another way of you know it, it's it, it can kind of w- alongside the music it's another way to to kind of connect with your fans yeah and yeah it's an important thing for us though. yeah i mean i like the fact that you guys sell cds and whatnot i mean sure i mean i i'm in a band and we did a an ep and we never did um physical cds and that really bothered me and it still bothers me today i mean i might even well, it depends if you if you tour a lot yeah then, then do it yeah. if, if, like if you we you know like we sell stuff when we're on the road like maybe maybe if you make some cds and you have like a cape town show you'll sell a couple but like um if if you like we only get we only are able to sell stuff because we tour a lot like because yeah. it's never we never sell a huge amount at any one show mm. like you know we, we, consistency we, we we sold x amount over like i think we've done four between 40 and 50 shows this year so we've sold a fair amount of merch but that's mm-hmm. because there are a lot of shows yeah mm-hmm. you know they, it adds up it's sure. not like at one show we sold 100 cds like gotta bust your ass to get the yeah. <laughs> to get the job done you know? you know i i do like i do a fair amount of work with like some up-and-coming artists and stuff and like a lot of them ask me advice about merch because of how we run our yeah. merch and stuff and sometimes it is heartbreaking to hear but i often recommend not doing cds specifically mm-hmm. cds mm-hmm. you know i think um the other creative ways that you can get your music, get your music out, out there, out there with like you know like a, buy a t-shirt and get a free download, download or, yeah, you know download like there's these other kind of cool quirky things that i think are way more sustainable for artists that aren't as active you know like mm. we yeah as as ryan said like the only reason it's worth it for us to print physical merges because we gig the shit out of it. It's really know? just for me, to be honest with you, because like, I'm at that <laughs> yeah. age where yeah, yeah. half my life was CDs yeah, totally. until oh, it all yeah. got taken away. Just start and, collecting uh, vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, v- vinyl wasn't even a thing until a couple of years ago. Again, yeah. It made you know? a big, so big reason. It's, it's touch and go regardless yeah. in this bloody industry. You never know. We, I love selling vinyl, like. man. Like every time we sell a vinyl at a show, cause we've got two, two See, albums. If I bought a, sorry yeah. to interrupt, you but if i had bought like i will actually buy a vinyl of yours. And, <laughs> hey there we go I, always really hustling we're even <laughs> we're <laughs> selling stuff on the podcast, podcast yeah? is it punk is dead right have you got vinyl of no no focus dead was our first album we haven't released vinyl but okay. we released deja view on vinyl and we've released kenny euros at the back on vinyl because i'm i'm and gonna start filling up these walls yeah do it dude we both I want, collect vinyl uh, I, love I also it. want peasants new vinyl yeah that's the yellow one looks beautiful but um, I was, they're I, also really rocking rolling with their merch yeah, yeah, and yeah. their marketing. Yeah. They're really doing a good job. So I was going to say, like, you know, with with the vinyl for me, like every time we sell one, I'm like so proud of it. Yeah. You know? Like when I hand it over, I'm like fucking. And usually people want music it, on pe- vinyl. People, it's so yeah. cool. People like usually want you to sign it. Yeah. And, like, yeah. And you know, like, like again, like we're saying just now, like that interaction with people at the merch table is is such an important. It's like almost Absolutely. as important as how well we played. You know, it's yeah, like totally. it's just. That, yeah. th- that that real face to face with with fans yeah. and it's and it must be quite easy for you guys i mean you've you fairly um uh 
you're very approachable. Let me put it that way. I mean, well, we try be. Yeah. We can, we can <laughs> I mean, get a bit cranky after like four no, weeks. Yeah, sure, but I'm, I'm sure you're cool with everybody who walks up to you and wants to oh, buy dude, a t-shirt. Even if you're not feeling like you are, you have to. You be, have to. You know? it's like, just I mean, there's the, the, like yeah. there are there, there are very few people who are just like terrible but they do have they do come and then you can't get away from them yeah. there was this one woman in england recently who who just she, she just came up to the merch table and just started like insulting us but in like a oh don't take any offense and then like insult you yeah. for something it wasn't even to do with the music it was something about south africa yeah something to do with south africa and it was like your accent's making me sick yeah no, 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 no. can i actually tell you a story why i'm trying to talk to people yeah. i enjoy and you talking can't get a, you can't like walk away because you're just standing by your merch yeah. table looking. um i was working in the states um i was working at a place called breckenridge and um so i was working as a cashier at one of those food courts at one of the base of the hills oh, yeah? and um this woman came up to me and she goes oh that's a interesting accent where are you from so I said, I'm from South Africa. And she switched off immediately. She goes, you people. <laughs> and I was like, um, all right, well, I'm young and I wasn't involved in any of that, but yeah. I can understand. She wouldn't even talk to me. She didn't even uh, buy anything from me. Yeah. She uh, went to the next cashier. Crazy. Yeah. No, like I was saying earlier, because we're, in, we're mostly dealing with live music fans or other musicians yeah. or, or music promoters there's very few there's very few shitty people that yeah. go to shows yeah i mean you like people who love music and go to shows to support bands are generally yeah. the best people in the world yeah, <laughs> yeah, in any country yeah. listen i mean uh, this is a ski resort where you have to pay quite a lot of dollars exactly. to get yeah, there yeah, yeah, exactly and they're all high and mighty with yeah. their opinions going yeah, totally. oh i don't like you south africans because apartheid happened millions of years yeah, ago. and those 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 well not millions ago the, like 25 years ago those small yeah. those small amount of like it's it's really happened very seldom for us and we could if we worked it out it would probably be at shows where um there wasn't a cover charge. Yeah. It would probably be at a show where it was like, you know, because sometimes, you know, sometimes you get the, the, you get paid from the door. Sometimes yeah. the, the club pays you directly. And like, we never really know usually like, but if it's, if it's not a cover charge, then you sometimes just have odd people in there. Yeah. Who are like, yeah. If it's not a cover charge and if it's more of like a pub rather than like a live venue, you yeah. know, that's where you find these like weirdos. What's your preference? What to play it? Yeah, yeah, live. Because I mean, I saw a clip of you guys today playing at Splashy, yeah, and that looked like a vibe. Look, I mean, festivals are are rad. Like they come around, you know. We, um, we've had some amazing festival experiences. Like so, I think some of the best gigs we played last year were at Mighty Sounds, one of uh, this like amazing punk rock festival in Czech Republic. Wow. I mean, we played two sets on the one night. Um, yeah. The second one like landed up with like. Angela was in tears because it was so overwhelming. Like we were just oh, wow. like it was the last gig of like a six week tour, and it was just like this freak it was like turn one thirty like in the if morning. It a, yeah. If it was a movie, you, it would be. Oh man, it was uh, it was like really movie. surreal, and we were just like riding this like massive high. And um, but yeah, it's like you know those kind of things come around. Yeah. Like, but you know, you, you, we understand that they're like quite few and far between. But I think yeah. like a you know like a nice small venue, like not a pub. Like pubs are cool. Like the DIY thing's cool. Yeah, really, yeah. we enjoy that stuff. But like a nice kind of like intimate venue with like a rad like packed just like energetic an yeah, crowd. Like an engaged audience yeah like you know and you sometimes get them at like some sometimes you, you when when you get a good pub though that is great yeah. when it's like when people are there for the music um and it's that 
you know i i love the diy like on the floor you know mm. like there's no stage mm. um and and when you have the right kind of venue like that where the people are all there for the music like i mean people can be having a good yeah. time we don't expect people to like be silent while yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but um if you get that kind of it, it like just basically whenever the audience is engaged and mm. we've had that you know, we've played like two huge crowds mm. where where like no one's engaged, or to small crowds where people are engaged, and and like everything in between. It's it really just yeah. Because if you've got like ten people who loving it, it's 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 only it's only slightly less rad than like two thousand people. Loving well, I mean, it. the, it's really I mean, like another reason you know, why it is a bit is, more rad if it's a thousand people. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Well, I mean, another reason why I ask is because um, you. Uh, you weren't you involved in aren't you involved in sit the folk down yes yeah. so i mean i used to know uh Kev, kevin oh yeah um yeah when when he was in his previous um career yeah and uh he told me about the whole idea before before it even launched yeah. and i was like you're crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah well we're <laughs> about to get crazy but yeah i, I know and the folk i was down. like that's uh, no I, I thought it was like that's amazing that I heard about it and then it happened yeah. and now I just saw the pictures from the fuck cancer show and it it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so the folk down's really grown a lot over the years. I mean, it started like just around four years ago. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, 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 the point of it when we started it was to create a platform for musicians to play in environments where like people are, like attentive and want to listen yes because you know as a singer songwriter like those things aren't really that common anymore like, yeah you know when we started it there was like alma cafe and and cafe Roo in nurtuk and there wasn't even the cafe Roo in town yet mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. there, there there were very few places for singer songwriters to play you know and so we were like well let's let's just Didn't create these spaces wherever you know yeah and we actually landed up doing one with stealth on that barge where yes, i met yes. you yeah that i mean that was amazing like um, incredible so um and then over the years it's just become this like fully fledged little business where besides the pop-up shows we're doing a lot more of like full band stuff as well yeah. you know like mm -hmm. like the fuck cancer show and we we do like these full band shows around around cape town it's incredible and, man and you know we're organizing tour itineraries for touring artists we're managing a few bands booking for a few bands and we've got some other really cool and interesting things in the pipeline yeah awesome. but it's um it's 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 rad and obviously it also helps yes with course. the shabs you know like and, and all the rest of the artists as well yeah yeah and and you know all the all the groundwork that we're doing like you know all the all the okay how do i put this like a lot of the territory that we're covering and yeah. a lot of like the kind of doors that we're going through mm. no, weren't necessarily like open for us but like you know other people that like, guide you in certain directions yeah. there are other bands like hogogity hog and fuzzy gish who have like who have done this and, and, you know, have been super cool about handing that information over. Mm. And then those things have led to some really big things for us. Yeah. And our kind of like ethos as a band is like to share and, and community yeah, and, and yeah. like, it's all about this like kind of family orientated okay. thing. And, and, you know, I hope that we can lay some good like foundation for other artists yeah. to build on and stuff. Well, you're doing and, great things. And, and, and introduce, awesome. and, you know, and sit the folk down is very much about that as mm. well. It's like, you know, it, it did start in this very kind of niche mm. little thing, but it's grown to be this like, you know, let's just build this community of creatives. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be musicians, you yeah. know, like Ryan does a lot of our artwork and, and you know, we, we've got other guys and helping mm. out with all sorts of different things. And it's just about kind of working 
as a community because that is something that we don't see much of overseas you know yeah. we're yeah. in I mean, this we, cool we grew, network we grew up in that a lot yeah. like that, yeah. that 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 punk scene when when you know like when we started going to shows would have been what like 2001 2002 yeah. those like you know the those early days like it was like you know what's good for the scene is good for everyone yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing and um it was a great environment to grow up in and i know it was the same in in a lot of those scenes in different places but yeah. you know it was like you you had this thing you know like with captain stew like um you know the the first album we did was uh with lee and and ross from hogs produced the first album and yeah they were like, sorry on that note sorry i, I just see we go, we're gonna hit uh, another 30 minute mark uh, can we feature a quick video come back and ret- and carry on talking about that just of, keep of that in, keep that yeah. in, in our minds you choose the next video okay well let's sing as we're talking about the old school days okay let's, let's play a tom and phillips song okay let's Wait. this is tom and phillips song by the shabs we'll see you now finger guns Tommy, they started a band in Tom's bedroom when they were 15. They played us down in as fast as they possibly could until Tom's neighbors called the police. So they asked their friend Mike if they could rehearse in his parents' garage. He said, I'll talk to my mom and my dad, but only if you let me play in the band. But Mike couldn't sing, couldn't play anything. But they still let him in because they knew that none of this matters as much as we think it matters. Just we thought it mattered when we were young When we thought everything mattered much more than it does So Philip and Tommy and Mike started writing a couple of songs About hating the man, hating the cool kids and the cops About how their mothers and fathers and teachers just can't ever know What it's like to be 15, misunderstood, insecure and alone About how the world has forgotten us all about other things they think will make us happy don't matter as much as we think they matter as much as we thought it mattered when we were young when we thought everything mattered much more than it does Philip and Tommy and Mike always thought that they tour around the world Playing their music to thousands of fans who would scream for one more as they walked off the stage But they never left their hometown and broke up after three or four years Of playing house parties, scout halls and high school talent shows But they made us sing and throw up our fists And just for a second they made us feel infinite like we belong Like our salvation could be found in a song They helped us figure out the right from the wrong But just for a second They made us feel like this matters 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 It matters to us They made us feel like this matters That it matters to you They made us feel like this matters When you stand in the crowd with a smile like on your face And your fist in the air Yeah. 
Alright, that was Tom and Philip song by the Shabs. Dudes, it's been so cool having you guys here. Um and I just want to apologize to Ryan quickly. I didn't mean to cut you off at the end there. It was no just worries. a camera vibe. No worries, um, dude. But um we were talking about like a community keeping everybody together, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I, I want to hear a little bit about uh, Tom and Philip song. Well, like I was I was just saying, um, you know, John was talking about how what set the folk down, um, you know, he wants to build this community of people helping each other and kind of, you know, working together to, to, to build up a scene. And we were saying how, you know, that's what we grew up with. When, when we were kids and we started playing music, we looked up to, you know, like Hog Hogly Hog, as, as well as, you know, like Fuzzigish and Rudimentals. And, yeah. you know, there were, there were a bunch of bands that were really, you know, that's, that was what we were aspiring to do. And those bands all ended up helping us and, mm. you know, um, mm. and, and, you know, we hope and have tried to help other bands over the years. And specifically, um, Tom and Philip's song, it's a song about start, starting a band when you're a teenager. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like that love for music and that like e enthusiasm. Um, and the title is a reference to um, the John and Philip song, which was a Hogs, a Hog okay. Hog song, or super iconic. Sure. That was the song that everyone would get on stage yeah. and sing. It had like this anthemic kind of sing-along chorus. So, you know, that was... Um, um, amongst amongst, I think there are two other Hogs references in the artwork of the mm -hmm. album as well. Yeah. But like they they were a huge band for us, and sure. you know, yeah. and um, a cool little thing for us is that Lee, who played trumpet in the Hogs, um, came and played trumpet on that song on the album. Oh wow, yeah. awesome! Yeah. So, as well as another three songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, 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 oh, he played trumpet on five songs, didn't he? Yeah, he played quite a lot. Yeah, but the the um, the Hogs one has this like kind of cool muted trumpet thing going on in the bridge, and we were like. Let's get like a reference to that awesome, on the on yeah. the on the song. So it's quite subtle, yeah. but it's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, a cool we, little the guy we recorded so. with, um, Simon Ratcliffe, Fuzzy, a legendary South African yeah. um, engineer, musician, it just f phenomenal, and just like a great guy too. Such he, a good dude. <laughs> he, <laughs> um, <laughs> guy too. he was the he he was the sound engineer that did um, that Hogs album, yeah. uh, Driving Over Miss Davy. And I remember him telling us he was like, "Oh, guys, I've, I'm using the same." snare reverb unit as i used on that song it's <laughs> yeah. like you know so we went we yeah. a lot of this album you know the, the a lot of the theme was like the geeky similarities um no no i'm just saying like the yeah, same yeah, yeah. no, no I, was, I know guys like that like i really want to um i'm using exactly the same uh yeah to like effect etc yeah that's cool well it Sorry, was carry on no a lot of it was a lot of it was about that um nostalgia for you know, like the the album cover artwork, it's like, you know, a, a teenage kid, like yeah. on his bed, like, you know, listening to music, like kind of, it was kind of that time, you know, especially for musicians, but but like any music fan, you got, you got that time when you really like realized, shit, there's music out there, like for me, yeah. you know, like not like my parents' music or like the music on the radio or the music that like everyone likes. There's like, mm. they're these bands that then the, this is like, you know, you, you get that like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of the a lot of the feeling that we wanted throughout the album. I mean, some of the songs are nostalgic, some of them are not nostalgic at all, yeah. but like a lot of them just follow this sort of either either like thinking back to that time or you know f coming from that time to like the present time like how, yeah. you know, I, things I want, change. I wanted to say I love the way you guys tell a story in a song. Yeah, that's like I think lyrics are are a strong uh, point for us you know like yeah it's something that people quite early on in the band's existence were like 
responded to that, you know, and then we were like, okay, cool, we got to we got to keep this we got to keep this consistent yeah. and um i find like a couple of our songs are like about specific things yeah and a lot of them aren't but there are certain things within that that you can kind of relate to and yeah. and, mm-hmm. and you can you know um you know people pick and choose what what it means to them and and stuff but yeah like we yeah. We, we do pay a lot of attention to our storytelling st- yeah i mean i mean um just i mean all all the the songs you write are, are great stories. And then I remember there was this one video you guys posted. I don't know if it was, yeah, it definitely was you guys, um, where you, it was a Christmas song. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. We've done a couple of funny, a yeah. couple yeah, of funny I videos mean, over the years. That stuff for me is just like, when you when you say there's levels to the shit, there's levels to the shit, and then like oh, but I can guarantee you that you won hearts over so many people, me included, yeah. just by doing. Dude, remembering those like like, like it, all I had to do was was sing on the five gold to John had to remember all like it was the most yeah. probably the hardest but thing. But you got to remember all the lyrics backwards because yeah. it counts down. But just so the initiative like, and just the way you guys yeah. do it, it's just it's admirable. It's it's awesome yeah uh, people should take note and yeah. look at that kind of stuff and be like wow yeah i think i no, think over the last three, fun, three yeah. years i think we've done it three times now we do like an annual christmas yeah. show you yeah. know where we try and get people to bring some toys f- with like a bit of a charity aspect yeah. and we hosted in a, a really good friend of ours garden in nurtuk and we just have like a bry and right. some bands playing and it's and it's all very much based around like our community of musicians that sit the folk down work with yeah. because sit the folk down originally started the show concept but the yes. shabs have done all of them so i guess it's much of a much of as much it is. As but as like are. you know it's really like about all the bands that we just like spend a lot of time with and work together with and, yeah, and just like having an end of the year kind of like well done guys let's have a bry and then yeah that little video we did it if we actually played it the year before we recorded it we we and then people thought it was quite funny so we were like okay well let's mm. let's do it as a little promo thing for the next year yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i was uh, saying to grumble and migs and the boys uh at, on the last episode that uh I, I spoke to you um i think it was gecko lounge we were sitting at the gecko yeah yeah uh pinting some beers and i was like bro I know you're involved in that sublime tribute, eh? And uh, even if it's one song, I need to get involved somehow, bro. Please, dude. Come on, man. Please. Could, uh, uh, we took this trip to Godgrove. <laughs> Nailed Smell it. Smell like Ludog and Saturday. Yeah. It's a great song. Um, I saw Mike Smith last night. He asked if we could have a meeting soon about it, so I'll break it nah, up. I'm just, just kidding, man. Just, <laughs> dude, but, um, I would love... I, I, I'm like... I, I love still new guys one, being... I to be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I'm mortified. Uh, I, love, I love getting new like blood involved in that thing. Like, I mean, it's such... It, it's, it's such a cool way for like new musicians to connect with guys who've just been like friends for like decades yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and um yeah like yeah, like it's the f- it's a it's it's a, it's a time when like you know you get to j- hang out with and jam with these musicians who you've always played shows with but you've, you haven't been yeah. in a band with them yeah you know yeah. and uh, that's quite fun mm. but i was saying to the guys at uh, uh from alive at midnight that that the folk punk scene in Cape Town is super tight knit. Like everybody digs each other. They, they, everybody is organizing, yeah, like shows and. Um, well, this is what I was saying earlier. Like that's that's stuff that we don't really see that much elsewhere. Yeah. You know, like we do obviously find these little networks and yeah. and clicks and stuff, but they're not like as tight. 
Yeah. And um, I think in some ways, because the South African industry is so underdeveloped compared to like some other ones, mm. it's been like a massive saving grace, you know, like just the the, the sense of camaraderie yeah. and like working together and like, you know, doing shit like just by yourself. You yeah. know? We talk about that regularly as well. With Captain Stew, we were teenagers. We had no fears about booking a massive venue, aiming high yeah. and like just if it goes wrong, I mean, fuck. And luckily it, it hardly ever did, but we were like, you know, let's go to Australia. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, <laughs> and we did. And then takes so much now when we're well. trying and booking European tours, we're like, it's like, you know, heights of anxiety, like, you know, sleepless nights, stressful situations. Like, you know, w- w- why are we getting worse at this? While like the older we get and the longer <laughs> yeah. we've been doing this, 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 like, this tour, this should this be tour easier now to in, in March in Europe was the first tour we've ever done in Europe where we didn't have a car breakdown. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good horror stories. I, I think so as finally. you get older, you get less gung ho. <laughs> yeah. And and you you you. I mean, at least for me, I tend to overthink things. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, Usually the overthinking turns into stress yeah. and then it turns into yeah. a disaster. But uh, but we we, ha- we have like an, un- like, I mean, we've got this like kind of unofficial pact that like if we talk about doing something, we do it, you know? For sure. And and, and even if it, can't be, if it yeah. can't be done, we try and get to a point of where we decide, okay, logically this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, we, we have these ideas and we like, we try and, you know, keep things interesting and creative and whatever and you know and momentum wise you just got to keep piling that stuff on you know yeah, like yeah. We, yeah it's and, one of those it's one of those things where like you know i honestly think something that's helped us is that um every time we've been like oh dude you know what would be cool like every time we've said that we've tried to whatever whatever reasonable degree tried to make that happen mm. you know like we, we, you know, I like, for instance, some of you were like, dude, like we should totally talk Rambling Bones into doing like a split album and we do it on vinyl, you know, because splits used to be a huge thing in the punk community. Like it was just cheaper. Like two bands would contribute to the cost of something. Mm-hmm. And it's such an alien concept now that when we try to put the songs online, yeah. like no DSP, like, like Spotify or Diesel, I, none of them would allow us to put it up as one album. So we actually had to split it up digitally. Like we have an EP called Deja and Rambling Bones have an EP called View because when you're not allowed to upload... An, Seriously? An, yeah, you can't upload an album these days that's more than one artist unless it's a compilation, a compilation so what album. So it has to have like over four artists Love and Midnight and Half Price? They, they, they also had to split them up as far wow, as Wow, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah, uh, you, well, you. If it's if it's four or more, then it can be a compilation album, or if like every song is written by both bands and features mm. both bands. You know, like mm. like I guess we could have we could have like said that, but it, it wasn't. It was five songs. That it's we amazing didn't that they in. hadn't considered something like that. Well, it uh, was I, based but, on the yeah. it was we're it, back. Thing, it was a, it day. was a staple and it was a thing, but it was only really a thing for alternative community. Most yeah. people have never heard of split albums. You could probably also get away with it if you're doing it through a label or something, you know, who hold the account rather than like the band holding the account or something. Mm. But I mean, I yeah, we don't like we, we that was just a wall we hit and we were like, yeah. shit, that's weird. But any, yeah, I mean, that, that, that <laughs> was just an example of something we were like, hey, that would yeah. be cool. We want to do vinyl, like let's do a split vinyl, and we want to do it with rounding bones, like you know, and. You know, th- 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 those kind of things, like, you know, that's what, that's what, like, 
I would almost give as like a piece of advice to bands. It's sure. like, because bands always talk about that. Like, oh dude, you know, it'd be sick. Like if we did this, yeah. like just try and make those things happen. Yes. Yeah. Like sometimes they won't work out, but a lot of the time, like if you just keep following that, like those ideas, cause you know, there's, there's a lot of great ideas that like people just think, oh no, wait, no, like it's too much work or, or won't work yeah. out or whatever. And we found that that's what, that's what's kept the shabs going. It's like, dude, we need to do this. Yeah. And, it sometimes hasn't worked out, you know, and, sure. and we, this year we had to make a lot of calls on stuff like we really wanted to get over to this really cool stuff that we're booked for in America, mm. but like it just, we just couldn't make it work sure, financially. In the States, eh? It was like, yeah, it, it's, it was like, it, it was very heartbreaking Where situation. were you aiming for the States? Well, we had, we, we had kind of been booked for this festival in Boston. Um, it was just one gig though, but it was okay. going to be on the back of a run of, shows in canada yeah which we were really hoping happened but they didn't you know and that's fine like we totally understand yeah, yeah. these things but happen. the fact that you consider those doors are slowly starting to present themselves yeah. and and we're trying to trying to get a foot in them so like i mean it'll it'll happen you know like the i think consistency is key i think that's where we start like panicking a little bit when things quiet down you know because we haven't stopped for like yeah, three years yeah, yeah. there's um, a certain uh, energy about yeah, you guys yeah. though I, I get a feeling where where you where you you just, you will work and work and work until it works for you. Yeah, you know, and I've, I've like, I've had this conversation with musicians that I deem to be very successful. And I ask, like, at what point does it give? You know, yeah. at what point do you, like, realize that, like, oh, shit, like, it's yeah. give and they're like dude i don't want to break your heart but it doesn't <laughs> but does happen that, does yeah. it make it sense happen. to you what i've just said though yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that like you guys will just carry on keeping on yeah. until it's satisfying but i you. think some you know i, I find, mean it's all i can it's yeah. all satisfying for you yeah. i'm not trying to no, say no, like, no, oh, no dude we, gonna i feel i feel so fulfilled with how the shabs operate and yeah. what we do and stuff and and i feel like i get to assess that a lot when we're on tour you know like when you when you're so far from your comfort zone and you really mm. get to look at things from like a completely different perspective just so you like don't have a panic attack or yeah. a fight with yeah. someone or whatever yeah. and you you just you just like bring yourself towards yourself for a second and you think like okay what is happening right now and you start seeing things from perspectives like that you actually realize how grateful and how lucky yeah. you are you know yeah. as challenging as it might be yeah. i mean we've got the story from our tour last year we went to europe and we like through a friend of a friend we borrowed slash rented this like secondhand van for a six-week tour and on paper it was going to be like the best thing it was like we've we got this big was, van which yeah, can carry super, all our gear it's going to be the most affordable. comfortable ride super affordable <laughs> and it broke down on the first day oh, of wow. tour before like, the first show. before the first show on the way to like play like a really kiff slot on a friday night at this like festival in germany you know like it was it was our most <laughs> our biggest paying gig um and a rad like you know slot at a festival yeah, yeah, yeah. and we broke down on the side of the german autobahn and um you know and it happens and you kind of think okay shit this has happened <laughs> first things first let's get this car to a mechanic and then we can figure out what's happening it took us like five hours or something oh, no, to, to even just to, get someone to, to stop help us. yeah to stop and help us because we weren't registered with the the kind of the equivalent of the aa yeah 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 and the car was from Czech Republic, not from Germany. 
it was just like it was just yeah. like this calamity of it was this complicated thing and now we've got this car that belongs to a friend of a friend we, we become good friends with the guy but yeah. like at the time he was so kind enough to like kind of yeah, rent com- his car he's actually us. still friends with us even though we broke his car <laughs> and Thousands now we've got the car like 15, 1500 kilometers away from where the shout out to Jan he's a legend yeah. <laughs> holy crap you know, and, and, and like there's certain there's certain moments in those situations where like there's three of you and you're on this car and you've just got trucks screaming by and, and like the, the, the situation is just so stressful and you kind of like keep having to like refresh your brain and be like okay wait what's next you know like where, yeah. where, where what is the next thing and and we didn't panic you know and like that I, f- I felt like that was a big moment for us as a band because that was a situation that could have broken us that completely destroyed yeah, our yeah, tour yeah, we hadn't the even started have, the yeah, first gig it was a you know we didn't make the festival because we were trying to be that work was ahead be of time. my next question is yeah. did you actually eventually make and i'm pretty sure yeah. i think we worked out that that is the only time the shabs have ever missed a gig like oh, wow. in whatever seven yeah. almost seven yeah. years that we've it, going. it was a hardcore situation and like you know it, it very easily could have could have we could have just been like towel in like you know this yeah we and it was a, do it this was now, a big you know? it was yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. also within our character we got to phone this guy and be like dude we got your car it's broken, broken, but we've got a tour to do. You know, yeah. we've got to rent a new car. We've got to make it back. Because once land. you've once once you're there and you've you know we you've, you've paid for the flights and you've got these things lined up, like you you you're you're so out of pocket because you haven't started gigging yet. Yeah. Once you start gigging, you, you know you've got something you can. So we were like, we couldn't we couldn't just like throw in the towel because we were like this much in debt you know yeah. like yeah, we, we knew that by the end of the tour we would be able to like cover yeah. whatever but so then we had to borrow um like luckily there was someone back here who's 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 helped us out loads um absolute legend of a human being and you know we, we gave him a call and said listen can we borrow so so now we we had decided okay let's go more into debt you know yeah yeah <laughs> so just rent a car that we can try fit the stuff in that's nuts man you know like you've been we were, through the ringer yeah? <laughs> yeah we were kind of near an airport so ryan managed to get like an uber to the airport and and go and sort the car sure. and then and then like the tour just like was incredible you know and we had the best time and and like there were all these complications around that one thing still later on in the tour that we had to worry about because we couldn't drive that car into the czech republic we could only we could only rent it for a certain amount of time before like like, this threshold of like more payments and stuff and as these things start going we're like okay fuck we got through that Mm. anything else that happens now is like fucking piss you (laughs) know like whatever happens how did the rest of it go and it was it was the best first Day, uh, absolute mess yeah but the rest kind of Did, like went yeah, okay yeah. We, because Wicked. also in that situation we were already like we were already exerting ourselves we had, we had just th- flown to prague through dubai so that was a long travel then we got straight on a train to Brno to go and fetch the car and then drove it back to prague and then slept there then sure. the next day we drove like eight hours to hamburg to go fetch our drummer and yeah, then the next day we like okay cool now yeah. we're going to drive to this festival which was a short-ish drive play the festival and then drive to Freiburg which through, was like six hours night. through the night so we could get yeah. to me, our, one of our good friends place so we could be at this festival in Switzerland the next morning on time so the whole thing was already like this massive complicated yeah, situation funny. and then this happens and it was just fuck okay anyway <laughs> but then we got the car we obviously couldn't play the festival so we were like let's just drive through the night to Freiburg yeah. go stay with my mate Dave got there like five in the we morning, got there at like yeah five Thanks, in the morning Dave. he's like opens up for us beers in hand we're so happy to be there <laughs> we, we just got pissed at like five in the morning Lovely. we slept for like two hours woke up 
at like 10 or 11 happy as fuck. went through to switzerland to go play this other festival and they just got pissed again we got yeah, pissed so like twice in one day because we were just so <laughs> amped to like be on tour you know yeah yeah, yeah for yeah, sure it was I really mean, that, fun that sounds like an absolute nightmare yeah, start i don't know how i would have handled something like that i mean i spent one day in Joburg and i was pulling my hair out um, <laughs> um but so guys what's what's the plan what's going what what, what what's what's happening the, the re- remainder of the year what's happening um new music i mean obviously you've just released it i'm not expecting you to drop anything <laughs> yeah. now but uh so tell t- for, for your fans what's well, happening we're we're um currently working on uh we're gonna hopefully have another music video out um we're actually we've got quite an ambitious video that we're um, gonna hopefully start working on soon because um, most of our videos have been super mm-hmm. DIY, as you'll see, they've been. They've, we've had we've had the privilege of working with some amazing people, but we've got about three or four videos that are just made out of cell phone footage. Sure. So that's also something. I, that listen, we do. I'm not a um, I'm not adverse to those kind yeah. of things. That, so we've got kind of an ambitious one, ambitious one coming up where you know we want to actually have a narrative and, and okay. that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to be doing we're going to be doing some some shows in Cape Town. We've only done two in cape town this whole year three three, three. yeah so uh, we got a couple more there we're gonna get those the be... fuck cancer that's the uh, fuzzy show and then, and then one our, other our we cape town launch. launch there we go launch, yes so, yes yeah. yes so then we're gonna yeah we're gonna have a couple more um we're gonna be uh down at striped horse again for our all our fans down south and we always love it down there that's yeah, always a good red aces and spades and another ace nice. dukes of note actually yeah i'll definitely um, make an yeah. effort to make one of those i'm sorry i didn't make your i had all the intention in the world to come to your your can you hear us at the back with the uh, sdo and all those dudes yeah it's all but, good but i uh, didn't make it unfortunately i managed no to get worries. them on, um, <laughs> on the podcast yeah 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 that's and why they were late for a gig that your i organized <laughs> Yeah, when they late for the show. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, yeah, your na- your guys' names uh, come up uh, a lot. Um, in I-, I don't know. I feel like I've I've interviewed more punk folk kind of bands than like metal bands and all that <laughs> shit, which is great. Um, but uh, thank you guys so much for for joining me tonight. Uh, yeah, thanks. Cool. I really us. appreciate having you guys around. Yeah, thanks uh, what you're doing for music with this. Yeah, thing. thank you for sure, man. Uh, I I love it. I, yeah. I like to build uh, rapport with uh, all the musicians around. So, like I was saying to you off camera, it's like so so I don't have to worry about going to a gig alone. Yeah, <laughs> I'll always know someone. Um, so any any news, anything that you would like to to plug now before before you. Um, say goodbye um no i mean we've got two cool shows coming up in august uh, um oh i lie one's in august one's in september 30th of august at uh, aces and spades first of september at um the striped horse in musenberg besides that um we we're just kind of enjoying our little downtime at the moment we're working on a lot of admin we've got like some really really big opportunities um in europe again next year it looks like we're probably i mean we're probably going to be in europe for like most of definitely the first half of next year yeah. again sure. so yeah so we're just lining all of we'll that be, we'll up. be back up in joburg and durban um yeah. probably november okay i think yeah um, november december as well sweet look um, out for that and then yeah just like check out the, check out our new album we it's the best thing we've ever done can you um, hear us at the back which yeah. isn't saying that it's uh, monumentally great it's just the best thing we've ever done you know it's, awesome. it's on spotify and all of those things yeah. um you can pick up a cd or a vinyl at a show or from most of the vinyl stores and, yeah. and, and what's your instagram around. handle the shabs band the shabs band and then yeah. check out the shabs on facebook um yeah with some music videos which are, you know there's a couple in here and yeah, in- so inevitably we've... other cool shit's gonna come around you know we just like yeah. we're just 
totally decompressing from this three months of touring so for sure now we're slowly starting to like okay cool let's wake up you know yeah for sure i mean you um, and i you and i have been talking about uh, this meeting today for quite a while actually yeah, it's been yeah months. yeah yeah so so yeah just keep an eye on our shit i think we were originally trying to come here in february it was before your uk <laughs> yeah, tour, it was yeah. Before, yeah yeah it was before all of that yeah. but i mean i'm I, at that stage was extremely terrible with my scheduling and it's okay i still remain uh, useless with my scheduling i'm sorry to to every single one who's been on the show <laughs> but um this is the shabs that's john that's ryan it's been super awesome having you guys thanks here. dude um just from my side from the corner is a <laughs> new sports podcast that i've launched with my buddies gaz and dan uh, it's going to be on the Papa G's House podcast. We're going to talk everything UFC, rugby, etc., etc. I'm still going to keep on talking to the awesome people like the Shabs. Um, so that is John. That is Ryan. This is Papa G's House. We're out.